0: Welcome to Insightful Questions, a podcast designed to introduce us to our new head of school, Sam Uswak. Join us as we uncover his vision and connect with voices across EPS in engaging monthly conversations. Get ready to explore the essence of leadership and community in this exciting journey. This is Insightful Questions. Hi, I'm Bart Gummery, Associate Head of School here at Eastside Prep, and with me... Hey, this is Sam Uswak, Head of School. How are you, Bart? Just fine, Sam. Odd looking at you in headphones with me in headphones, Mm -hmm. but I guess that is all part of this high-tech world we're part of. is the magic of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Normally I put on headphones so I can't hear you, so... (laughs) Um, Sam, we are here today to talk specifically about uh, college counseling and uh, the direction of our students after their time here at Eastside Prep. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start by asking you, uh, you know, or reminding a little bit of our listeners your background. You started teaching at a place where college was n- not even a dream for most of the people there. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, in, in, at my first school up in Alaska, it was maybe a student or two out of the graduating class who would go on to university. Um, so, you know, the what that meant was, you know, s- students... Motivations for being in school and specifically remaining in school were necessarily different. Um, And contrast that with then, you know, moving here, moving back here and uh, moving into the independent school world where it's essentially an expectation, like just not even a conversation about where you're going to go after 12th grade.
0: Yeah, certainly not a question if you're going to go, which I think uh, is a real strength and a curse at the Mm -hmm. same time sometimes for our students. Specifically, our school has preparatory put right into its title. What what does preparatory mean to you when you think about Students and college.
1: Well, preparatory comes with it all, a whole host of <laughs> uh, a whole host of expectations, and 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 it's a it's a word that's in different school titles across the country. I think what we've settled in in terms of the EPS version of preparatory is that we're not, we're not just preparing kids for college admission, and frankly, we're not just preparing kids for college. You know, we talk about EPS being life preparatory. Um, and certainly if you think about our mission to prepare students, the name makes perfect sense, you know, but what is it that we're preparing them for? What are we holding up as the things we're pointing kids to? Are we preparing them for standardized tests? Are we preparing them for uh, or, or are we preparing them for you know a future they can't yet imagine is going to be and all the ambiguity that comes with that? So taking a moment to define preparatory is really essential in terms of understanding a school's culture.
0: Yeah, you and I have spoken at length about the fact that sometimes people think preparatory really is geared towards admissions and is somehow different from what we would do every day here as part of our mission. And in fact, you know, when ninth graders ask me what they should be doing for college, I say exactly what you're doing right now. Do mm-hmm. well in your classes, develop your own ideas, your interests, think about who you are, get ready for that. And that, of course, extends, as you said, well past college.
1: Well, I think that's the trap of having the term preparatory in a school's name is that it instantly positions one to be thinking about what's next instead of thinking about the now. I mean, if all we do is go through life thinking that what we're doing now is in service of the next, you're not enjoying the now. And that goes for, you know, thinking about how elementary schools prepare kids for middle school and middle school prepare kids for, you know, our upper school and so forth. So, um, that's why, again, that's why that word you know, uh, can cause
0: some challenge sometimes. For sure. A lot of people don't know that you spent some time as a college counselor here. Um, and I'd be interested in you sharing a little bit of your insights and takeaway from that period.
1: I'd be happy to. I mean, I have to tell you that. And I... It pains me to do so, <laughs> but, um, that was really one of the most, uh, moving experiences for me. Uh, it was certainly one of the areas where I learned the most in that I went into college counseling, really not understanding, all that goes into it and all the care that our college counselors and everyone puts into the process. Um, this is born of my own experience at a large public school where there was a guidance counselor and they had a load of 400 folks. And every so often I'd get a, like this brochure of a school I'd never heard of and was sort of like, why? (laughs) Um, so when, so I was really excited to, to become part of that team. Um, and you know, my favorite part of it was, you know, and and this might sound strange, but it wasn't, you know, in the title college counselor, it wasn't the college part, it was the counselor part. You know, this was the first role I'd ever been in where I wasn't the authority, right? So if you think about teaching a class, coaching a team, leading an outdoor trip, being a middle school head, you have authority over students in all of those um, in that relationship. And with, as a process coach, and I'm going to ask you to talk about our structure in a second because it's really unique. As a process coach in the college counseling team, I was there to offer advice and support.
0: Yeah, that's right. And it's, uh, it's humbling, I think, at times because you want to help so badly, but you're not always able to exact change in the moment mm-hmm. or insight or... Revelation mm-hmm. in fact, I think a lot of students come to appreciate the process more in the rear view mirror than they do in the moment mm-hmm. uh, i you wanted me to talk about the um, the structure of our program, and I'm glad to do it the, you know we there is nothing that has changed more in my time, which <laughs> i'm Frightened to say dates back to 1983 Mm -hmm. when I started in a college admissions office. There's nothing that's changed more than the timeline of this process. You know, we've, it used to be that early applications were kind of a a unique little thing and Mm -hmm. a few people took advantage of them. Every once in a while, you'd have a student who was so committed to one institution that they knew they wanted to use an early decision application. Um, But it really was based out of interest in that school and not a need to exact a strategic uh, advantage Mm -hmm. on it, which increasingly happens. We started to feel that press as more and more people were applying early. Um, And it became a tight compression of time to, between the time that the school year started and people were filing applications. Uh, you know, Flash ahead to last year, we had only two students in our entire senior class who didn't have a November 15th or earlier deadline. That used to be you know, crazy to even think about, and now it's the norm. So it makes me so glad that we adjusted the program in the way that we did and create process coaches and writing coaches uh, to divide up that structure. What, what's that division look like? So that really looks uh, like... Well, first of all, I should back up. We also are unique in that all of our college counselors are teachers as mm-hmm. well. Um, we, it's been my observation that in many schools the college counselors become their own sort of specialized and sometimes uh, hidden office, you know, doing this mysterious important stuff um, and less aware of what's going on as the day-to-day school life. So all of our college counselors teach, and that makes them much more aware of what the load is on faculty here. At any rate, we just broke it up into what it sounds like, process coach, you go through the the nuts and bolts of the start to finish timeline and tasks that have to go into applying, save the writing piece. Um, And our writing coaches are there to do all of the essay workshopping um, and idea formation with Mm -hmm. students, as well as write what I think is a really critical piece here, the school letter of recommendation
1: and i think another another important uh distinction is that you have middle school and upper school faculty who serve as
0: college counselors we, is that right we do uh we used to have uh for a long while anthony Colello, who is our 5th grade teacher and our 12th grade college counselor i always liked that i got caught, I told anthony he was in shipping and receiving here <laughs> so um that that was uh, that was fun, but uh, yeah, I think it's really important that people have um, a full view of the experience here, not just sweeping in with kids in their lives in 11th and 12th grade. And we've talked a lot, uh, you know, during our time as middle school head and upper school head about our valuing this place being one school, mm-hmm. grades five through 12, not not two entities.
1: Well, it was certainly always amazing to you know in the few years I did it where. I could remember being involved with a kiddo when they were in middle school as the middle school head, and then they show up, you know, a few years later, and they've gone through our program and they've been growing and and learning, and to then work with them and have that pre-existing relationship, but also see all the great growth was always so was always so rewarding. Um, I think you know it's one thing to say that we want to be sort of a life preparatory. It's one thing to say uh, all those things, but how. How they get played in the day-to-day is what really matters. I mean, when, when you're sitting with a kiddo and you're helping them develop their criteria and helping them to understand how they're going to flourish in their next place, that they're, they're going to be living in um, and valuing every place uh, as one that can be great for our kids – you know that's a really important part of all. Yeah, this. I love
0: I love that you're talking about that. I I think one of the may, my favorite things is that in an initial college meeting with a student, you often don't talk about college at all. Right. You know, <laughs> you you help them explore who they are. Uh, you know, we we all know that kids here roll their eyes a bit at self reflection. We make them do it a lot, but I think that it's one of the ways in which we're really preparatory for them in this process. They get to know themselves as individuals, you know, far beyond uh, a few numbers like a GPA and a test score.
1: Yeah, I'll admit that was a surprise. You know, <laughs> you know, helping students unearth, you know, what they're looking for when. I mean, they've maybe seen certain names of schools on sweatshirts or maybe they had a sibling and, you know, they kind of watched the process from afar. But there's a lot of demystification that
0: goes on. A ton. And uh, and I also think a lot of recognition that your ideas coming in can and should change. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes kids would get concerned that their their list was evolving. And in fact, I'd have to reassure them and often parents that that's the best sign we can get that they're doing the right kind of thinking, Uh, that they're actually starting to form their own ideas as opposed to following somebody else's ordained list of Mm -hmm. what to do.
1: Well, I certainly appreciate, I mean, one of the things we talk, you taught me early on, you know, was that at this school, there's not some secret list of schools we hope kids get into or suggest kids get into, you know, we have, you, you and the team have this wide, you know, unbelievable sort of, you know, database of places where our kids will be successful in their lives. And, um, but man, I think that's, that's, I think that's a hard line to hold sometimes. Just because a place is popular doesn't mean it's right for the individual student. Yeah. I mean, you, we could line up, right, all of the, all of the most selective places, and a kid said, my criteria is that they're the most
0: selective is that going to translate into success while there? Correct. And I, I'm i smiling to myself because I've always gone into this little riff about, you know, maybe you don't want to marry the most popular girl from your high school class, but, you know, I might be talking to the most popular girl from our high school <laughs> class. <so. laughs> but I think that, uh, I really think that it's, uh, it's, it, they They so vastly overestimate two things in this process: admission and graduation, and they kind of forget about the four years mm-hmm. in between. and I think we are constantly there trying to reassert the value of that four years number one, and number two, to uh, really assert that they are more powerful than the institution. I like to remind kids that you know they can probably go to any place and do really, really well uh, just based on their abilities that they've honed here, mm-hmm. not the least of which I think is a really well-refined ability to speak with adults well and
1: i think that circles right back to where we started which is the definition of preparatory Mm -hmm. i mean the confidence um and the curiosity um to to reach out to resources to professors to adults to to send an email that you wouldn't have sent otherwise um, in pursuit of something you're interested in or in pursuit of asking a question and i think the whole the whole setup of Eastside prep is to create the conditions that students learn how to do that, but also become confident in doing that. So it translates to wherever they go next.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that one of the things that we work hard on in that group in the college counseling process is to make students confident enough that their views are the most important views, Mm -hmm. that their uh, ability to do this is really important. You know, One of the things I like to tell parents is that the... Ownership of the process is probably more important than the choice in the long run. That they, the agency and the act of making the choice is really key.
1: Oh, it's wonderful. And, you know, that's just something that we'll, you know, we'll keep working to make happen for the kiddos. Uh, you know, as, as things change and, you know, watching this program grow, you know, with our senior classes grow, you know, has been... Uh, has been exciting but also you know that's part of the challenge is making sure that every kid feels you know that support from from that group of adults working on their behalf
0: yeah I've always felt that at the end of the process there's a lot we can't connect, uh, control uh, but we can control how warmly we've held kids and supported them through the process and I think in the long run that matters more
1: well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time today. I mean, I, I have a lot of appreciations for you, Bart. You know, going all the <laughs> way back to starting this place as someone who had never middle school headed before, but and then uh, and then the opportunity to join that college counseling team and really see your, uh, you know, see your care for the process and uh, on display. Thank you,
0: Sam. It's been good to talk. All right. Thanks, Bart. To gain more insights, check out the EPS Weekly News each Friday.